Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? I'm doing very well, Christopher, and it's just good, Chris, because you have been away, uh, that you've come back all in one piece. <laughs> so you did a bit of skiing, I believe. Yeah, I uh, went away with the, the Trash Taste lads. I was invited into the inner sanctum <gasps> of Trash Taste and went to Nisiko, <laughs> which is uh, like this really beautiful ski resort in Hokkaido. It's usually populated by just all of Australia. Yeah. Uh, but because of COVID, obviously no one's there, and it was kind of it was beautiful, but it was kind of sad that uh, the whole place is a little bit empty. But mm. very luxurious, beautiful place. It kind of felt like going into France or Europe somewhere, mm. uh, and it was really nice, much needed. We were there about four or five days, and I got some uh, got some skiing in, and felt just relaxed for a, a mm. small. It, it only takes like two to three days to revitalize oneself. I feel I don't need mm. a big two week holiday. Just need the right place, the right people, and the right amount of alcohol, which is a lot of alcohol. And <laughs> I'm good to go. Did you have exactly. like off off piece schnapps? That that's kind of what anybody <laughs> talks about uh, when it comes to skiing holidays. It's all about the ski. It's all about the schnapps. <laughs> it's all about the food. Have you ever skied before, or is this no, like your romanticised? No. <laughs> I had. I think I've said it before. I had uh, one bit of skiing when I was about. Mm, I must have been about. 11 or 12, uh, and I couldn't go to the dry ski slope in Sunderland because I had my grade one violin to do. So <laughs> The dry ski slope. Never I remember it. I used to always drive past one in uh, London, and it's just, mm. it just looks so dire, doesn't it? But I guess we don't have much choice <laughs> in the UK. It's, it, either, yeah. it's either a dry ski slope in Sunderland <laughs> or a very expensive holiday. I once dated a girl <laughs> who uh, was like a really, she was like a quite a wealthy family, and they always went skiing, mm. and... Uh, I, I remember I could never afford to go, and I always mm. felt a bit rubbish. They were like, let's go skiing. Come on, Chris. And I was like, I can't afford it. I'm from yeah. a poor family. We can't, I can't afford to spend £2,000. <laughs> exactly. And I always felt a little bit like shit about it. Uh, yeah. and, and now I'm an adult, and I can you hang out with some my credit ruffians on the, on the side of the slot. <laughs> exactly. The trash exactly. days, boys. It's did, good fun. Um, did uh, did Sea Dog Veer's um, deep voice not cause some kind of uh, snow <laughs> drift? Not snow drift, what they call it? Avalanche. Avalanche. 
Oh, Chris, <laughs> pass me that bottle of schnapps. <laughs> oh, no. It is the sort of thing everyone. that will happen. It is the sort of thing Con would do. <laughs> I've just spent all day prepping a video that's coming out later today. We did the, um, the you know, the Wanksorba noodle challenge. Got to be careful oh, yeah. how you say it. Uh, wanker. No, you don't. Not on air. <laughs> say what you want. Uh, Wankershoba. Wank- it feels like it's, wank- it's, one of those, it's one of those dishes that you can't really say as a British person without getting demonetized well, on well you you see like you see like in american tv shows where they do an impression of uh, of a british person like you'd have they use quite strong uh, language that wouldn't you wouldn't get away with using on on television like there was a newcastle brown um american uh, american uh, advert Cause they, they do drink it across american newcastle brown ale weirdly uh, which i always found very amusing and a slightly smaller bottle but they still drink yuki brown and um went, newcastle brown it's not bollocks it's the dog's bollocks or whatever and it's like <laughs> Jesus, like you cannot say bollocks on the telly, and you can't say wa- and, and they say you wanker. I think the Simpsons might have said wanker. And I was like, Jesus, that's a strong word. <laughs> yeah, they, I think they they always do when they'd make fun of like British accents. They always did like mm. this really like roughed up London Victorian accent. Oh, what? you wanker! Like, I, it's, yeah, <laughs> you got to be careful. I I didn't want to get the video like demonetized. It doesn't take yeah. much to screw a video on YouTube, so I was like, wank, wank yourself, wank sober, wank sober, wank myself. Video. <laughs> wank myself saber but like I, yeah. <laughs> that, oh, look, no. that's, look that's the thing if you're thinking about having a drink just have one of them just have a Tommy oh, T dear, oh, dear. <laughs> I won't spoil who won the competition uh, right. or what went down but I basically dangled mm. a carrot of opportunity before Connor I got into mm. a, a five star hotel you know, every now and then as a YouTuber influence a person you get mm. offered things that are good and yeah. I got offered to go into a five star hotel in Tokyo and sort of review a room in a video it mm. wasn't a paid sponsorship I didn't give me any money but you know they let me into a $12,000 a night hotel room that Jeez-o. nobody could possibly ever afford except some very wealthy entrepreneurs from Silicon Valley so I went in there but I I said to Connor, you've got to eat 100 bowls uh, mm. and I'll let you in the room. You'll come with me on this trip or make a video. Got two toilets. <laughs> I think there was three toilets. There was loads of there was toilets for everyone, Pete. It was mental. Okay, good. But Fun. It was, there was, a, there was a, is it a telescope, a periscope. No, a telescope. It was a telescope yeah. in there. Yeah, it was, it was I mean, great. I presume it was quite high up anyway. You don't need a periscope to get even higher. Didn't we have this it, argument between periscopes and telescopes? Yeah, we're not going down that road again. Never talking about periscopes <laughs> and telescopes. But there was also, um, there was also, uh, it, it, you know, there's like five sofas in there. It was, it was ridiculous. Mm. But uh, I sort of dangled this carrot to Connor. I said, if you get 100 bowls, eat 100 bowls, you come mm. with me to this room and, and actually stay the night. Uh, mm. And if he failed, I was going to take Joey, the anime man, and I found that to be a very powerful motivator in right, getting Connor okay. to eat noodles. Um, I won't spoil what happens, but uh, go and check it out on Abroad in Japan. It should be out now. Witness what? Connor and myself die. With with the um, noodle challenge, Like, are you allowed to bring your own Nutribullet and just grind it all up and drink it like a like a big wheaty smoothie? <laughs> what, like an indigestion tablet? <laughs> A little bit, yeah. I mean, I I think whenever I do a food challenge, I have a, a small packet of indigestion Pepto, pills in my pocket. Pepto-bismol. Right, yeah. Okay. Especially that bloody gyoza one, the massive monster gyoza I did with Natsuki. I think I must have eaten like a lot of tums that day. Oh, yeah, not God. ideal. <laughs> bloody food challenges. Never again. That is the last time I'm doing the Wank Soba Noodle Challenge. I've done it three times, uh, and I, I, never again. But mm. you should do it. We'll, we'll make you do it when you come over. I'll just, we uh, just <laughs> the pot you'll like it. Here. King Bot noodles. 
Oh, God. <laughs> We've got a story here from uh, Hess from Calgary in Canada this week, and it begins. Hello, Chris and Pete. Sorry, no funny greetings. I'm not creative. Oh, no. Oh. Again, you stole these wacky, Adorable. weird titles for Pete and I. Uh, it's minus 27 degrees Celsius here in Calgary. Bloody hell. And here's me. I was complaining it was like minus 14 uh, when I was skiing, and that was cold enough. Minus 27. At one point, I took my um, took my uh, goggles off while I was skiing, and my uh, eyes just froze. My eyelashes froze on the skin. Mm. So I don't know what minus 27 can do. Um, it's minus 27 degrees Celsius here in Calgary, and I'm keeping my spirit warm by listening to your podcast and having a few chuckles. So thanks for that. Uh, your viewer's stories reminds me of my encounters in Japan that are a bit of a head scratch uh, now and then, to be honest. Perhaps the one that stands out the most is of a train ride from Osaka to Kyoto at the start of Golden Week in 2018. It was beginning to get hot, and my husband and I decided it was the perfect time to visit Kyoto. So we hopped on the local train one fine morning from Osaka and quickly found some seats. We quickly realised our error when we found that, number one, the trains didn't have any air conditioning and it was extremely hot, and number two, this train was crowded as it was one of the locals uh, used to travel between the two cities. Two stops down, an older Japanese gentleman got on and after looking around realised that there were no seats available. My husband stood up and offered his seat, which the gentleman reluctantly but gratefully accepted. Two stops in, I sensed my husband staring at my seatmate, who was growing increasingly uncomfortable. I glanced over to see why and see that the old guy is sweating profusely, uh, but that it was not normal sweat. He had, oh my God, he had this thick black sweat running off the side of his head. Colour me confused for a minute with flashes of, oh, oh my God, I'm sitting next to a nightmare scenario in a horror anime uh, when I finally understood. The old guy has black shoe polish on his comb over to disguise <laughs> his baldness. And in the sweltering heat of the train, shoe polish melt- was melting off his head in, in black rivulets. Uh, I was now caught between trying not to laugh at this sight and second-hand embarrassment for the poor guy and his sad attempt to hide his baldness. It didn't help matters that my six-foot-four, proudly bald husband was openly staring at the rapidly deteriorating dye job (laughs) in fascination and probably making the old guy sweat even more. In an effort to restore equilibrium, I made us get off at the next stop to wait for the next train uh, to the old dude's significant relief. As the train pulled away, I saw the woman who had taken my seat look over, do a double take and then stand up. It was too much for me and I ended up hysterically laughing on the train platform for the next five minutes. We had a great time in Kyoto, but that is the memory that stays with me. Uh, Have a great new year, guys, and I'm positive 2022 will be an awesome year for everyone. Cheers, Hess from Calgary. And the greatest memory of Kyoto. It wasn't the Inari Shrine. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't the Golden Pavilion. It was a man with shoe polish all over his head. I I presume that uh, Hess and partner are younger than about 30 because I seem to remember a lot of like the early, well, mid 80s um, men would disguise their, uh, you know, like either darken their uh, beards or their uh, hair with um, pretty poor, pretty... Like, if you do a fresh dye job, I mean, back in the day when I used to um, bleach my hair and put red, pillar Mm. box red colouring in it when I thought I was literally Chester Bennington uh, from Lincoln Park. (laughs) Uh, Rest in peace. Um, He, like, it would just, it would just come out. Like, a bit of sweat, it would just start to sort of come down your face. It was pretty, like, it was pretty weak stuff, unfortunately. It wouldn't cling Mm. to hair very well. So even, the, even the best dyes would come out if there was a downpour 
poor. So it didn't necessarily need to be um, black shoe polish. But uh, my, I remember my dad's brother, apparently in the 70s, used to, uh, as he told me, used to use um, black boot polish in his hair to try and make it look a little bit thicker. Um, it's an astonishing look uh, if you ever catch someone doing it. It's, uh, yeah, it's very strange indeed. But look, uh, um, no, it's not very grown up stuff, Hess. Um, bow your head. <laughs> so, I mean, clearly that old man needed Natsuki's services because that is what yeah. Natsuki specialises in at his beauty salon. He uh, he dyes hair very, very well. Oh, yeah. interesting. Pay a pretty oh. penny for that as well. It's like uh, $200, $300 to have your hair Yeah, my, yeah the, that, that's the expensive bit. My, my partner goes to this woman around the corner and she does it in a loft and that's just the colour. And then they go and get it cut somewhere else. God. Big money, big money to be had, Pete. Big money. If, yeah. if the podcast game doesn't work out for us, we could at least uh, join forces with Natsuki to create a <laughs> an incredible hair dye brand. But <laughs> I do feel sorry for that old man. But that yeah. is to be expected because that part of Japan in summer is formidable. Like the temperatures down there mm. are a joke. It's like an oven compared to North Japan down there. Um, he sounds we got a story like this week. Duke. Yeah, <laughs> you got a story this week that's. Uh, not an overly fun one. Um, I'll let you lead into it, Pete. You're the newsman now. I'm giving you a news job. Yeah, Good I'm the newsman, but I mean, it's it's kind of something we've been talking about for about two years now. <laughs> Japan have further extended uh, an entry ban uh, for Japan until the end of February. Now, this is something that they've had in place for a very, very long time. Uh, but the Japanese uh, government have further extended the entry ban on non-resident foreigners until the end of February. Uh, the ban has been in place since November the 30th after the country confirmed its first case of the uh, transmissible Omicron variant of the coronavirus. Now, um, we could talk about the, the, the pros and cons of all of this, and, and we've certainly... Uh, seeing that uh, Japan's um, COVID uh, exposure has been very limited thanks to the very uh, restricted uh, 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 stuff they put in place. But fundamentally, they seem to have this idea of Japanese exceptionalism that uh, imagines that um, people who are Japanese, uh, who were born in Japan, are somehow uh, less likely to bring the coronavirus across the border. It's a weird situation. Uh, And Chris, would it be fair to say that the elections that are happening in like June, I think. Uh, nothing's really going to change until that kind of uh, that kind of changes over. Yeah, Lidl I mean, I I watched a video by uh, PewDiePie the other day. I don't really mm. watch PewDiePie's videos. He, you know, it's not really my sort of thing. Seems like a good guy though. But uh, I watched one of his videos where he talked about it because he was coming yeah. <laughs> to move to Japan, right? Yeah. And uh, I left. A, he he was sort of ranting about how you know, he wasn't allowed in for two years. He'd been trying to get in. He's got a visa. He's got a business. He's got house. He's been paying for everything. And he just if cannot he get here. It, if people no can't get here, we're all doomed. But, yeah. uh, you know, and I left a comment. Uh, I sort of said, you know, it's, it's all down to politics, really. You know, it's, it's been hugely popular um, closing the country off during this new strain uh, because the vast majority of the country aren't affected by it, right? And mm. so it looks good politically, uh, and that's all it comes down to, really. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think this is a surprise, but I, the only reason we brought it up is because I know a lot of you guys listening are uh, students who are coming to Japan, people looking to come here to travel, and it is worth mentioning. But, uh, yeah, nothing really new there that we don't already know. Hopefully mm. Japan will reopen sometime around the middle of 2022. God forbid, because God, a, make it end, make it end. I want to travel. I want fun things to happen again. 
Is it like retro like games days. YouTuber and um, I think she's sort of uh, she 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 got a role uh, for a Japanese based uh, video game developer, Chu High Labs, Kinsey, uh, Kinsey Boat. I'm mm-hmm. sure a lot of you will know who who she is. But um, yeah, she she she's been waiting for the best part of two years to get in to start her job. Um, and you know, it's every every couple of months. Obviously, as everyone is affected, they're just sort of like, when's it going to end? Like, why am I? People have put their lives on hold mm. um, for two years and. There's literally no reason why you couldn't sit in uh, confinement for a couple of for, for a couple of like for a couple of weeks and knowing full well you wouldn't have COVID and you wouldn't have brought COVID into the country. It's just racist. It's just fucking racist and it's popular because it's populist uh, politics is will we'll always win out against fucking cool heads and sensible business minds. Um, so yeah, it's it's. I it's, think it's, the sad thing for me is you know I, I've tried to defend it a lot. And I, I think, you know, it's, it's irrevocably damaged a lot of people's opinions and a lot of people that were going to come here, move to Japan, just simply aren't now. Even, I remember at the end of PewDiePie's video, he sort of said, maybe I'll just sort of give up that dream. And that's something mm. that a lot of people I've spoken to and a lot of people who have messaged me have been sort of saying that people that have been holding on to these dreams of living here, studying, trying to, you know, contribute to Japan are now just going to look elsewhere. And I think that's a real shame. And mm. uh, Japan needs to do a better job of globalizing and mixing with the world uh, so it can keep up on the business front against uh, competitors in sort of South Korea, China, Taiwan. But I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully it'll be good. One day it will open. But uh, yeah, we'll keep you guys informed as always, mm. as uh, as we have been the last two years. It's almost the two-year anniversary of the yes. last time I touched Pete Donaldson. So, <laughs> God, I don't when know, you I don't know me, last... text in. It must be the first week of February now. Yeah. Two years ago was a simpler mm. time. Was a simpler time. <laughs> a better time. Uh, yeah. We'll be back with your comments, stories, and questions in just a moment from the fax machine, guys. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And we're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dalton? 
We got a message from our Nord. Uh, dear Chris and Pete, I'm cabin crew and stuck once again in a hotel in Osaka doing quarantine. Will this horror ever end? We have seen you do some extreme challenges in Japan, like cycling across Japan or flying over volcanoes, but it was all to hide the real number one challenge. Climbing Japan's longest flight of steps in Misato Kumamoto Prefecture. It's 3,333 steps to the top, and apparently it only has two options. Either you make it to the top or you die trying. When can we expect a video featuring you, Natsuki and Joy, or Ryotaro, if you want to try and kill him for a change? Sincerely, Anod in the Netherlands, slash uh, in a hotel in Osaka. 3,333 steps. I don't <laughs> think I want to do that. I, well, hang on, did he say, where the steps lead again? Did he say? Just to the top uh, of the I don't volcano? know. Maybe it's, maybe it's just a, no. Uh, no, I don't think so. No, I think it's just, just a, stairs, a big, long load of steps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're, would it be fair to say that you would not be up for that kind of caper? I mean, I it's the 10-year anniversary of a in Japan this year, so I want to do some mm. epic stuff. I'm thinking of climbing Mount Fiji again, this time with Natsuki. Mm. Uh, I really do want to do that. Um, and not, I mean, I, they say a wise man climbs Mount Fiji once, a fool climbs it twice. I don't want to be branded a fool, but I do want to see Natsuki at the top of Mount Fiji. I would pay mm. good money. I hope he would get up there. I yeah. know his health is, you know, he, he's, he's, he's not very good at exercise. <laughs> well, he's not very good at exercise. He came right. on Journey Across Japan for the first, like, one hour of Journey Across Japan. I did 46 days on a bicycle. Natsuki did 46 minutes. And yeah. then he was like, oh, my, my backside hurts. I can't sit on a, on a, on a fucking bicycle ever again. And yeah. that was it. So I don't know how he would fare climbing Could up Fiji. Could he not Fiji. take a hotel pillow and just kind of strap it to the, uh, to the seat? It would make cycling incredibly difficult. I guess but, it would, yeah. But I'm just, uh, just reading it. about these uh, uh, Shakain Misaka uh, Yohodo uh, promenade. Uh, it's the uh, it's 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 so stone steps all made of stones from ten different locations and granite from seven different countries. So they've imported Ooh. all this mad granite uh, from uh, from from different places in the world. And it says, yeah, there is three thousand three hundred thirty-three um, steps. It uh, it leads to the Shakane. Um, placed on yeah, it's just it's just it's basically um, there's an event called Attack the Japan's Number One held in November <laughs> as well. So presumably just people run up and down. What I like about the the um, the, the official Kumamoto um, tourism guide, the map that they're showing the stairs, um, it's basically a blank map. There's just like like winding kind of like roads and and and, and motorways and stuff. But the mm. only thing that's kind of listed on the uh, map is is a restaurant called Sausage Fest. <laughs> 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 it just says Sausage <laughs> Fest restaurant, and it's right next to the stairs and that's the only it looks like the only food option in the uh, in the area it is lbtq plus uh, friendly according to the google oh. reviews which is nice sausage fest <laughs> put that on the top of your destination list when you come to japan yeah sounds fantastic mm. I, <laughs> we got one here from uh, johnny from mexico who says i hope you had a very broadtastic new year's new year chris and pete uh, my question is do you have any new year's resolutions that you plan on keeping or breaking uh, all the best, Johnny from Mexico. We didn't. We we usually talk about New Year's resolutions for mm. like five hundred episodes. We we talk about it so much at the start of every year. Completely <laughs> neglected at this time because yeah. every time it doesn't happen and it never comes true. Anything I've ever said or I think you've said. What's your resolution then, Pete? Come on. Have you have you? Ke- well, I'm asking you, Chris. Have you kept up the gym? Because oh. last time I saw you, uh, you were pumping iron and stuff. I do, yeah. Look at this. I hold here. Before right. me, a calendar, oh. and all those red crosses are the days mm. that I went to the gym. 
And I actually, oh. just before doing this podcast, in the last hour, I've just got back from doing the gym. I well, there you very, go. I can... Yeah, endorphins. <laughs> yeah, endorphins. Well, I can Endorphin. see on the 29th of January saying, going to kill Riotta. Oh, no, <laughs> you're planning to kill Riotta <laughs> on the 29th of January. Watch out, mate. Oh, unbelievable. Never mind. That's my... Uh... That's my resolution. Kill Riotere. Um <laughs> No, I don't really have a resolution this year. Just mm. do, just just make it the best year ever. A nice, va- make your resolutions nice vague. You can shift the parameters of your own success yeah. and make your year look successful, no matter what maybe, you've done. When it's vague, maybe you could start a profitable uh, and highly illegal import export uh, people smuggling uh, business, getting people into Japan. Game. <laughs> yes, in in music boxes, <laughs> big music boxes. Do a reverse goan. <laughs> God. Uh, got one here from Chelsea, the socially awkward Canadian. We got a lot of messages from Canada this week. Yeah. Uh, it's so cold there. They've got nothing better to do to watch <laughs> Ron Japan degrees. videos and listen to the podcast. Hello, Chris and Pete. After being in London for several years and uh, now having uh, just moved to Sendai, uh, made it uh, in just before Omicron buggered us all again. I feel as though I'm living the Abroad Japan podcast. All that's left now is Hartlepool. Don't do it yourself. Chelsea. <laughs> uh, my question is for both of you. Since coming to Japan, I've been blown away by the hospitality, generosity and kindness of everyone here. Never in my life I've been treated like this and it has me very confused. Is there a way to tell the difference between a Japanese person being nice to you or out of a sense of duty or obligation versus when they actually like you and enjoy your company? Kind regards, Chelsea, the socially awkward Canadian. Oh, hmm. what are the cues? What's the real way to find out whether a Japanese person is into you or not? <laughs> That's a good question. I think it depends on what you're doing, right? Like when you start a new job, if someone talks to you, it's social. Like if one of your employees does something for you, that's usually a social obligation or a work mm. obligation, right? Yeah. Um, uh, maybe if a neighbor comes and says hello, that might be a social ob- obligation. Um, it, yeah, it can be tough sometimes to make real friends and work out where the line is between someone that genuinely wants to be a mate and someone that just feels like, a sense of duty or obligation. But yeah, it usually revolves around the workplace. Um, I didn't really make that many good friends in the workplace. They made it sort of, they were, they were nice and they did a lot of stuff for me, but it never felt like I was going to actually go past any sort of line and be actual real friends with them. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I Yeah, I guess that's it really. But it's a good point. It's a good point. You know, you never know. It, it can be difficult to work out what someone's actually thinking here with the whole mm. hone tatemai approach to things. The sort of the hone is like hone is what what's actually going on in your head, and tatemai, mm. which is the public stance. So mm. I don't know really. Any thoughts on that, Pete? What's your wisdom? The I, I find wisdom. it hard. I find it hard to know whether um, British English speakers. Uh, like me or not, so I don't think I'd have a blown <laughs> clue if people were being disingenuous halfway around the world. Well, I mean, we do it in the UK, don't we? We always, yeah. you know, you'll meet someone and you'll be like, oh, mate, we'll have to go out for a drink. And they're like, yeah, yeah, man, we'll have to go out for a drink. And then you don't. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, that never happens. I um, massively call Chris's bluff on that. And now we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> you actually you. did, didn't you? It's a really good example of that. <laughs> when I met you yeah. and we did the, the Absolute Radio thing, I said mm. to Pete, Oh yeah, if you ever come to Japan, um, you know, message me or something. And people yeah. was like, "Oh, yeah, I'll do that." And then six, don't three, three months later, got a message, that, and uh, there's, I've not been able to escape <laughs> since. So, be careful. 
who you <laughs> offer your hand to, be careful who you invite to things, because otherwise it could end up with a hit podcast. <laughs> Keep the stories, questions, comments coming into to Japan Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later this week to do it all over again, guys. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world we'll see you later in the week and uh, keep on having a great start to 2022catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.